everyone, and welcome to Farm Bureau on the Hill. I'm Amy Beckham, and joining me for this week's legislative alert is Shelby Vinoy from our Public Policy Division. Shelby, welcome to the podcast, and also, happy National FFA Week. Happy FFA Week, teammate. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Shelby and I were uh, on the same state officer team like 10 years ago. Literally 10 years ago. <laughs> so, um, anywho, a great week to celebrate that youth organization and just always love seeing all the blue and gold. And you had a lot of blue and gold in Nashville. Today is Thursday, February 22nd, and we are recording the podcast Um, There was a lot up there this morning, wasn't there? There was. And this is one of those days that, you know, sometimes when you're in Nashville, you just get used to being in the Capitol and being around and and seeing folks. But today's one of those days that if you did not leave with a full cup, you must have a hole in the bottom because seeing all of those students up there just advocating for their FFA program and in the agriculture industry in general, it was just such a such a rewarding day. Well, very good. So aside from all the FFA fun happenings that happened this week, let's kind of break it down into give us an update on our priority issues, and then we can kind of talk about some other things that happened this week as well that we want to update our folks on. Yeah, as far as priority issues are concerned, I do feel like we had a really productive week, mostly in the Senate. So our uh, solar tasser implementation bill, which is Senate Bill 2486, passed this morning on the Senate floor. It was on the consent calendar, which was approved unanimously. So we can say that it had unanimous support in the Senate. Also in the Senate Judiciary Committee, Senator nicely presented uh, HJR 81, which is another priority issue that is a continuation from last year and would prohibit the state of Tennessee from collecting a statewide property tax. We had a great discussion in the Judiciary Committee about HJR 81, and thankfully we were successful in getting that out of the committee and heads to the Finance, Ways, and Means Committee for further consideration. And constitutional amendments are one of those things that there's a, a rumor that they only allow so many of those out of committee each year that will go on the ballot. So your your ballot on election day doesn't have hundreds of constitutional amendments on it. But we're optimistic that because it performed so well in the House and we hope to have the support of the Senate Finance Full Committee. And, and this is one of those that normally when it comes out of a full committee and heads to the calendar committee, then we hear about it pretty quickly. This one, though, because constitutional amendments are a finicky thing, and Amy, I've said this about many different aspects of a constitutional amendment, but it has to be read three times on the floor before it's debated. So if I'm looking in my crystal ball, I would imagine that the first week of March would be when we would discuss this constitutional amendment on the floor. It would go through its first reading, hopefully as soon as Monday night on the floor, and then its second reading on Thursday, and then that would put us up for debate that following Monday or Thursday, just depending on if they get held up. So uh, fingers crossed, we're just looking for a simple majority. So 17 votes in the affirmative. And uh, we're optimistic, but we're thankful that we've got some partners like the Tennessee Chamber and NFIB there in the trenches helping us try to get that over the finish line. So hopefully, not that it was a bad thing that basically on the last day of session last year, it passed the House, but maybe potentially not to jinx you or anything, <laughs> but um, it could pass much sooner, this this one. Yeah, because it is one of those that this is the second session of a General Assembly, there's not that need to let's wait and see which one's live through the day. If, if they pass, then great. You'll be back next year. So our goal is to hopefully be able to check that box and get that off of our list of to-dos as quick as possible. 
Very good. So give us a rundown of some other topics that our folks need to be aware of that happened this week. Some other things that happened, uh, one, as soon as today, we've talked a few times about our best friend, Dan Strasser, um, who has been nominated to the UT Martin Advisory Board. Um, The resolution that has to go before both the House and the Senate was approved in the House today. Um, So that resolution goes to the governor's desk just to say that the General Assembly has confirmed him to that position. So congratulations, Dan. Look forward to seeing how you serve uh, the UT Martin community. Also in the House this week, Representative Sapicki presented his legislation, which would uh, bring food that is uh, sold with the intent of delivering a vaccine on the same playing field as other vaccines. Uh, That legislation passed out of the House Health Committee and will head to the House floor. So I would expect that because it passed pretty late in the day yesterday, it didn't get calendared yet, but I would expect either the end of next week or even as soon as the week after next, we would have that legislation on the floor. It's not started moving yet in the Senate though. So we're still very early on in the process over on that side of the hall, but thankful for all the work that Representative Sapicki has put in on that piece of legislation. And then also this week, the Department of Agriculture presented their budget in the Senate. Is that correct? That's right. And I think I mentioned this when they presented it in the House, but as far as content and slides, it's the exact same materials, but the questions can be so much different based upon what those in the House ask and what those in the Senate ask. And as far as we're concerned, I think a lot of that credits to the fact that whereas in the House, you present Departments and agencies present to the Finance Committee. In the Senate, they present to the committee that best fits their umbrella. So they presented to the Senate uh, Energy, Agriculture, and Natural Resources Committee. So the folks on that committee have an agricultural mindset. They're, they're already thinking like us. So when they see a budget from the Department of Agriculture, they're thinking about what the money for that programming actually looks like played out because this is not their first rodeo. They've seen it. They know what to expect. So questions were a lot different this time, but uh, Commissioner Hatcher and Deputy Commissioner Aiken and, and all the folks on their team handled everything beautifully and they approved it. They did make one amendment to the budget. So that is something also different that the Senate does is, They can amend department's budgets. So what uh, Senator Frank nicely put on a $1.6 million amendment, which would fund the state meat inspection program, which passed last General Assembly. I think we touched on it a little bit, Amy. But and again, we don't have specific policy on that, but the bill was passed last year, but there was no funding put with it. So the the budget amendment would add funding for that, as well as $400,000 by Senator Sutherland, Uh, for schools to have whole milk dispensers. So it would be a a grant type program. And not to be pessimistic, but this is one of those things that the the only job of the General Assembly is to pass a balanced budget. And this particular, that $2 million total is not in the House version at this point. So just because that amendment was put on there does not mean that it's gospel at this point. It very well may not make it in the final budget, but uh, that is one change different from the House version of the department's budget. Very good. So I assume that hearing will be linked in the legislative alert? It will. And the discussion too. I mean, that's, I I cannot say that enough. Please, if you're going to watch it, go watch the questions. So now looking ahead next week, anything that we can be aware of? You kind of touched on that the solar tasser bill is headed to the um, House. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So whereas this week we spent a lot of our time in the Senate working on priority issues This week, we're going across the hall of the first floor and going to do some things in the House, uh, most of which kind of hangs out in the House Agriculture Subcommittee. 
Uh, both House Bill 1890, which is the governor's farmland preservation bill, is in subcommittee next week, as well as House Bill 2496, which is Senator Wally's solar tasser companion that Representative Hart will present for him. So uh, we've had some great discussion about the solar tasser implementation this week and continuing to get lots of questions about the farmland preservation bill. And hopefully we'll have great discussion in committee next week and We've been lucky enough to work with both the department and the governor's office on some amendatory language, which we hope will put some committee members in a more comfortable position. So it's one of those things that we don't exactly know what's going to happen, but we're optimistic and look forward to at least hopefully getting the ball moving in the house on that. And we still have that action alert active and definitely need folks help on that, right? That's right. And I think it's our plan to leave that action alert active, hopefully, through the life of the, this legislative process, because it is such a, a new concept in our state that our education effort is not going to stop. Once we get out of the House Agriculture Committee and even the Senate Ag Committee, sometimes we take for granted that like, okay, if the House or Senate Ag Committee trusts us and they've passed this bill, that we're still going to continue to work the legislature, but the committee process is what it is because it works. So this is one, though, that up until the moment that bill's in the well, we are going to continue just trying to educate members and and hopefully our volunteer leaders in the counties will continue to uh, notify their lawmakers and ask them to support Senate Bill 2099, House Bill 1890. Very good. So if you want, obviously, all of that information is going to be linked in the legislative alert, but it is also on our website, tnfarmbureau.org slash action center. So um, you can go there and it's very easy in terms of how you can fill out that action alert and it can get to your lawmaker pretty quick. So um, anything else that we need to be aware of? Well, um, we did find out this week that committees are closing, which wow. I feel like if we had dramatic music, I would need you to hit like the dun, dun, dun. Oh, I don't have that kind of board. <laughs> Sorry. Not yet. Um, this is kind of when we kick it into panic mode. I'm stressed this time of year all the time anyway, but this is when it just kicks it up one more level because now there's a deadline. We know that the Senate Agriculture Committee plans to hear their last calendar on March the 6th, which means that if you're going to put a bill on notice, it's got to be on notice by next week. So, and if it doesn't make the cut, then it won't get heard. So thankfully, a lot, aside from the farmland preservation bill, a lot of our priority issues have already moved in the Senate. But this really does start ticking the time clock for us that we've got to not only move the things that we're supportive of, but continue to play on the defense and and try to work with the committee on the things that maybe don't mesh with Farm Bureau policy. So uh, a few committees in the Senate are closing. Some other subcommittees in the House have announced their last calendar. So um, I would say that I'm optimistic that it means the end of session is near, but I don't know that I feel that way. I feel like there's going to there's there's impending doom somewhere behind the corner, Amy. I just haven't found it yet. And there's still a lot to happen you know that's right I mean our folks haven't even come to visit right. yet that's what I'm saying it we've got a few weeks until legislative visits and mm-hmm. that's kind of hard to even be talking about committees wrapping up so that's right which speaking of those are March 12th and 13th mm-hmm. um if you've been listening every week I'm sure you're tired of hearing about it but you got two more weeks of hearing about it so yep. looking forward to seeing you all there and then of course next week the following week March 19th will be Ag Day on the Hill and we'd love to see you there mm-hmm. all right well Shelby Thanks for a great update for those listeners. This is my last one. I'm so sad, Amy. (laughs) Our team, our communications team is going to handle it from here and do a really good job just keeping y'all updated on all things that are happening in the legislature. But Shelby, keep up the great work. (laughs) (laughs) We'll miss you, Amy. (laughs) All right. Thanks for joining us and listening. And again, we encourage you to make that action alert happen and contact your lawmakers. Um, So hope everyone has a great weekend. 
tune in next week for another update.